Hello, welcome along to episode 7 of Live with Lil. Gosh, this just is going so quickly now. Although, perhaps we'll go less quickly now, now, because we are in sync with the YouTube. This is the first, the YouTube. <laughs> that feels so... Oh, I feel like a really old person or just someone not quite with it, calling it the YouTube. But anyway, the YouTube lives we are now in sync with. So I am recording this just before we're about to go live. Disclaimer, I flew into London today, so I'm feeling a little bit, I think disorientated is the word. Although, you know, in America, you say disoriented. That would always disorientate me because Simmons often would say you know this makes you feel disoriented and I'd be like I'm sure it's disorientated anyway they made me take that syllable out so you know let me know how you say it gosh I'm a bit nervous as to how this is gonna go but here we are we're doing it and we're doing it every Sunday so this is great so in uh, England right now it's 10 30 well, I'm recording this at 10.30pm just before we go into the live at 11pm in UK time. And then it will be 3pm in Los Angeles and 6pm on the East Coast of America. But what I wanted to say before <laughs> this introduction, oh my gosh, I feel like I just did a micro sleep. You know, there's micro sleeps where you just sleep for a minute at a time. I feel like that may have just happened. So if this happens throughout this introduction or the outro where I'll probably be super tired. Very sorry about that. Although I think the outro I'll be razzled. Razzled? I'll be razzled up by by having just done the live. Whereas now I haven't seen anyone since I got off the flight. So, you know, I haven't quite had that stimulation. But here you are with me now. So that feels good. Just me and my old celebrity microphone. Speaking of which had a couple of mic suggestions that I feel like I should put out there. Carly Beth, lovely name, says Alia or Diana. Now, if you're not caught up, don't want to spoil why those two names are significant, but it could be a little nod to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7. Brilliant suggestion. I named my... There's a little something in Season 7 that I, little device thing that I name Diana, that Simmons names Diana. And it was called something else. And then uh, Marissa Tancharone, our showrunner, co-showrunner, EP creator, said, how do you feel if we called it Diana? Because I, Elizabeth, named my engagement ring Diana because I have to name everything. So hence why I'm talking about naming this mic. So that could be a good, but I don't know because I already have my engagement ring called Diana. So if I talk about Diana, people might get confused, i.e. Zach, of which Diana I am referring to. But very good idea. It is on the list now. And Alia is such a cute idea too. Um, although, you know, if I ever broke her or if, you know, I scratched her or something, I feel like that would make me feel very bad. No spoilers, but if you've seen season seven, you know what I mean. The other one, which I thought was kind of interesting, Tara Harrington said, Holly go lightly. And she said that's because the way I described her sort of being very sleek and elegant, that she reminded her of Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. So she could be called Holly go lightly. Brilliant suggestions. Keep them coming in. They're just a couple that I noticed. 
Thank you for sending the suggestions. Another email that we had was from Josh Ehrlich. I think I'm saying your name right. And it's really not much to do with the microphone, but, well, actually, it's nothing to do with the microphone, but it just really made me giggle, so I had to share it. He said, Brett's hair product that we spoke about on episode 102, when we had Brett on, he said that Brett's hair product should be called Hair Hydra, which just thought was so brilliant, had to share Hair Hydra. And so I, now we're on episode seven, and that was episode two. Like, how has Brett not come out with Hair Hydra yet? Although I, I suppose it's actually only been a week, seen as we had our epic rollout, where Augustine probably slept one minute for the whole week because he was busy. Busy as a busy bee and had to cope with me sending him uh, the tros, as we call them, the intros and the outros, to varying degrees of success. So shout out to Augustine. We did it. Lots of people are saying with the what the prize would be for the comment raffle, which, by the way, we realised that we didn't really have a way to get in touch with you unless you emailed in again or so if you would like your comment to be included going forward just pop maybe your instagram handle on the end of it and then we'll be able to find you and message you and if not if we pick someone that doesn't have the instagram handle there you don't have instagram or twitter or whatever then uh, we'll just figure out a way that you would email us in and uh, email us and we'll figure out a way to get the prize to you or the experience to you because quite a few people a lot of the emails I've been reading have been saying that some type of Zoom interaction might be a great prize. So whether that's a lot of people are asking for Zach and me on a Zoom or, you know, it's just sort of some sort of Zoom something. People are saying if they could get guaranteed onto the live or maybe just like a one-on-one -on -one Zoom, which we could record. Also have it as a little, maybe a bonus podcast, a bonus app. I'm presuming you have those. And then... When I was trawling through the emails, Thea. Now I would say Thea, but I think some people say Thea. Or do I say Thea? No, I think I say Thea. But if it's Thea, Thea or Thea was talking about fan names. I mean, this is just so lovely, like a little friendly fan gang. So, and she said, what about Lil Pards? Because of leopards that I love. Lil Pards. I think that's cute. If you put in your subject heading, you know, what do you call it? A fan name? A group name? Oh my gosh, what is it called? You know what I mean though, don't you? If you put that, whatever that's called, maybe it's called fan names? Fan names makes me sound a bit full of myself. Like, what would be a, like a community name? Community name? That would be good. Community name in the subject heading. And then I look at them and maybe we could pick our favourite. Uh, and pop it in your review as well. Speaking of reviews, well, let me just pull up my phone here. There's been so many lovely reviews. Thank you so much for leaving them. They really do help us to rank higher and for people to be able to search for us and find us more easily. And it would just be so lovely to share this with as many people as possible. So I'm going to just read out a couple of my favourites. Ken. Ken Regis wrote, I must listen. Oh, Ken, thank you. He said, 
Oh, Lil is an amazing, I'm acting like I haven't read this, but I have read it already, but just seeing it now is just really making me, oh, you know. He says, Lil is an amazing gem of a person along with, gem? Gemma? Gems? Could be something there. Lil is an amazing gem of a person. Along with her fiance, Zach, they create and moderate a fantastic insider's view of the entertainment industry. Similar to a director's commentary, but with even more depth and guidance to aspiring professionals within the industry, Lil has amazing guests from all aspects of production with tales to astound. Who can? Each week reminds you that once an agent, always an agent is a real thing. I love that. Thank you so much, Ken. Let me see about another one. It's from Kelly. She said, focused on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as an episode play by play. This podcast is incredible. The YouTube lives are amazing, but for a working mom such as myself, it's not always possible to sit and watch along with each episode. Now, as I drive, I can listen to Elizabeth, Agent Gemma Simmons, Zach, fiance, and guests ranging from fan favorite actors to behind the scenes geniuses like Anne Foley and Mark Kolpak. Each week we get to hear them share their unheard stories and how their brilliant minds collaborated together to form a show that we are all, that we all adore. I recollect, I laugh, I learn. It brings all the good feels. Brava! Oh, Kelly, thank you so much for your comment. Oh, I feel like I want to send you something. When we have merch, let's figure out a way to send you something. That was so lovely. And Ken, thank you. Kelly and Ken! Oh my gosh, what a great double act. Thank you guys for being here time to get to it. This episode is called The Hub. Oh, also, sorry if you can hear all my scrappy papers. The sofa that I am on here in this little London flat is very squishy. So whenever I move, it just moves everything else around it. You know, it's like a little waterbed from back in the day. It's very sort of glidey. Anyway, I hope the sound is okay as well, because usually we all know I'm under a blanket, but there ain't no blankets. So I need to figure out what my little sound setup is going to be while I'm here. But just for now, you're just perched on the arm of the sofa and I am nestled into the corner, potentially occasionally doing one minute sleeps. Anyway, this episode is called The Hub. It's directed by Bobby Roth, written by Lauren LaFranc and Rafe Judkins, who are absolutely amazing people. Rafe is now heading up Wheel of Time. Uh, which is very exciting. They were a writing duo and then they both went off to do insanely incredible things. Anyway, it is now in my world 10.43 and Lauren LaFranc is going to be on today for sure, which is so exciting because she's such a huge supporter of getting as many people uh, access to the industry as possible. And she really puts her feet where her mouth is. No, her money where her mouth is. You know what I mean? She really follows through on that being an aim and a motivator of her in her career and she just continues to do the, do the most incredible things and has been so supportive of me and a lot of people that I know. So she's just an all-round gem hey, of a human. And there may be another little special guest hopping on there. Not 100%. There may be a slight scheduling conflict, but either way, it's going to be a great episode. And of course, Zach, the live chat king, will be there as well. All right, you guys, let's do this. Episode 107, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Hub. Welcome to Level 7. This is actually a bit thrilling. Someone really wanted our initials to spell out S.H.I.E.L.D. We have a small but active fan base. We are unstoppable together. You guys are my family. We don't move on. We hold that place in our heart, even after we say goodbye. We are not agents of nothing. We are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Oh, so exciting. Okay, here we are, episode 107, um, The Hub, which, by the way, I had a mild freak out just before we're about to start this because I feel like we named it, like we changed the order of them, I feel like. Oh, we did. We shot this out of order. We yeah. did shoot this out of order. Yeah. yeah, and also originally it was named the Sandwich Incident, but Joss Whedon came in and was like, no, you're calling it the hub. <laughs> and we were like, okay. Um, I personally really felt connected to the Sandwich Incident, uh, but I guess the hub sounds cooler. But yeah, we shot this out of order. We When did we, sh- did we shoot this in, did we swap it with eight? Yeah, so, because it was the Thor tie-in, right? And something about that, we couldn't, I can't remember why this all happened now, but I had the panic of my life because in my scripts, this is called 108 in my emails. And then I went on IMDb and I was like, wait a second. So actually, (laughs) I should say, this is Lauren LaFranc. (laughs) Yeah, hi. Hi, she's amazing. (laughs) Wrote this episode along with Rafe Judkins who was her writing partner at the time. Lauren now is showrunning Impulse, which is on YouTube Red. Do we know about a third season? No, it's not going to happen. They are, they stopped doing um, original programming. Ah! Oh. I know, it's really sad. We left it in a very dark place, too, so... Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, do check it out if you haven't seen Impulse already. And that's very exciting, Lauren, because I feel like... Now you're just going to go off and do other magic. I get to go be a magician. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be good at it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And just something, just in case you haven't met Lauren before, she's such a supporter of finding, um, you know, creating pathways into the industry and has been such a supporter of me trying to do other things and just to watch how you, oh my God, I'm just about to admit somebody else into the Zoom, but to watch how you support other people around you, Lauren, is amazing. And I can see how uncomfortable you are. So I'm just going to let Serial in. Thank you for recognizing how uncomfortable I am. <laughs> Cereal Bish is coming on. There she comes. Oh my gosh, Clobel. Oh, hey. Oh my God. I'm so <laughs> glad to see you're so professional still with your Cereal Bish as your. Um, I have been solely, like, my entire job for the past few months has um, been po- like political. And I um, will be on Zooms with some of the most uh, prestigious official officialants of the official world. And like I right still, now. Like, like right now. And I still have not changed my name. So um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is... Much. It's what we need, uh, you know, as a political system. We need a serial bitch. Yeah, it's called breaking bound barriers. <laughs> it's called being relatable. <laughs> Zach, cute blazer. Do you like that? Oh, yeah. Also, the headphones. These are new. These are new. These are actually my cousins. You look like an '80s DJ. But I Isn't ran into the problem. You guys can keep surprising each other. <laughs> I know. After- I know. I'm very tired. Lauren, look at look at that surprise. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know. Pants on. There. No pants. <laughs> no pants. Maybe it's Maybelline, maybe it's no pants. Yeah. 
Whoa. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous as to where this is going to go. Um, I'm going to press play on my end. Do you, are you going to watch it, Lauren, or how are you? Feel? Yeah, I have it on. I pulled it up on Netflix and I can hit play. Should I pull it up on my Netflix? On my no, I could just say what's happening. No. Um, yeah, don't do anything, Chloe. No. Oh, wait, I need to mute this. So this is going to go horribly wrong. I bought the whole of season one on Amazon Prime because I guess England doesn't have it on Netflix. So I've been telling everyone, oh, watch it on Netflix and you can't. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag VPN. Yeah, put it on. You're on a live so much. We're, we're moving with you, Chloe. Where are you taking it? Yeah, you? no, I, I got to go. She, she's busy. We really she came prepared this week. Her living room. I know, it's so lovely, so neutral. So yeah. many interesting nights spent in there <laughs> makes cocktails strong yes okay you guys are gonna come with me yes take us i don't want take to us on a journey the live chat live right so many questions yeah but don't worry but i like your hair your your roots look good i'm keeping Sorry, it like i don't know those aren't your roots you got some split ends though i have so many but I, it's the vibe I'm going for. You okay, the TV isn't turning on, which is cool, which is really cool. I mean, Colson's just getting tortured. Wow, I really just don't remember anything from this episode. No, you will. You watch it because I had, I did, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh my god! I thought this was so much later in the season. <laughs> I rewatched it recently, and I have not seen this in a very long time, and it was very weird. It was like all coming back to me. I was remembering yeah. all of it. It was crazy. Like exactly what was happening that day, what you ate for breakfast. This is really not true. Oh, okay. There's something happening. So I have a quick question while everything's getting set up. Uh, Emily's already firing one off. How did the writers decide on a prosciutto and buffalo mozzarella sandwich to be delivered? How did that, how, how did that? I can't remember. <laughs> um, but I do, I mean, it was called the sandwich incident originally. So it was, very important to me. I know that much. Like it felt like you needed Fitz and Simmons to have some kind of deep specific connection to show their history and what better way to do it than with a sandwich. And it had to be a very specific sandwich. That's not like, you can't just do a turkey and cheese, Sure. right? Yeah. It has to be at a certain level. They're British. Um, if you didn't know, uh, not that prosciutto is <laughs> there really, it would be like a brie and chutney kind of thing. Right. What do you, yeah. what do you guys like, do over there? Huh? What's your favorite game? Oh, uh, well, I was always banana. <laughs> banana. A banana sandwich? Yes. What's I don't know. Just banana? banana? What yeah. about peanut butter? speak for your eating habits throughout our entirety of S.H.I.E.L.D. because they, they changed a lot. They really changed. In season one, it was all about the sandwich. You became more American, and then you became yeah. British again for, like, one season, and then you became more American yeah. than ever, I yeah. think. You only drank tea, did not drink coffee for the first like season and a half. Can you believe that? And, like oh, only like PG tips and yeah. then a sandwich. Like <laughs> I don't think I ever saw you eat meat. Like it was like a sandwich, like on wheat bread. And also a fun fact about Elizabeth that like is crazy. It's the craziest thing about Elizabeth is that she prefers the end pieces of bread. Yes. <laughs> Yes. You do do that. You take That's the end pieces and make a sandwich. It's crazy. And then you get more bread. I have to you go to only the... eat the end. Like for you, what? 
You know those pieces that no one wants that are burnt bread, basically, and they're like hard and that's what she will go out of her way to make into a sandwich. That makes sense. It was like her choice in men, you know? Yeah. On the end of the loaf. Yep. Right to the end, slightly. No one wants Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, wait, I'm looking up agents. If she, I'm going to be way oh behind. God. Chloe, you in particular look very young. I, you well, this is before my face transplant. <laughs> <laughs> How much did that cost? That was expensive, right? It was really tricky because we did, we shot for seven straight years. So it was tricky to hide all, <laughs> all of the surgery. Yeah. Time. Oh, I think we shut down though for like, 20 weeks for your face to recover forgetting i was was such a baby when i started the show and i just had a baby face i also here's the thing i did get is i did get fake teeth which is what i think people think is what i why you have fake teeth right now like all of your teeth i I grinded them all down like i have really bad tmj so i grinded them down and i had to get in between season four and five like people are gonna say whatever I really don't. I mean, I very openly speak about it. Um, I, it was so painful. Like that whole was, yeah. But I, I love the way you describe it, Chloe, because it sounds like you're making it up, but it is, it is true. Yeah. No, no, no. My teeth were like literally moving. Like my teeth were like significantly smaller. They weren't even being useful as teeth. I would wake up and there'd be like teeth grinds in my mouth because of how bad. So I, I have to sleep with all this headgear on and stuff like well, that. Well, you had wisdom teeth taken out in this episode. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Oh my God, remember that? Should That's when they first told me that? that I was like, my teeth were not in good shape. They were like, your teeth are being, you're going to grind your teeth down and you're going to have no teeth by the, like, by the time you're like 50, you're, you're my age. By the time I'm Zach's age, I'm going to. Do you think, it. do you think you were grinding your teeth at night because you were stressed out with like by working with Elizabeth from like, <laughs> like I was like she drinks tea and how does she stay up all night even though she like, drinks only tea and, and she eats banana banana I'll never banana. banana and loaf sandwiches I know how can I compare okay the hub right yeah, yeah. the hub I hate this is I you hate, hate the play at the same time what, what? You've got to press play at the same time. Oh, are you waiting for me? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Okay, I can't play. Okay, did you play? Wait, are we all playing it now? What are okay. we doing? I'm sorry. I thought you guys were had it playing. Bad at stuff. Oh, I think I'm 30 seconds ahead actually, Rex. Okay, I'm at the Marvel flip. Me too. Okay. Yeah. You got it. This is the worst episode for me to watch. I forgot what this one was. Do you remember why this is so bad? Do you because you're because you're because your mouth no, not just because that oh mm. do you remember <laughs> memorize the wednesdays wrong <laughs> i don't oh mean to make this all about me but the hub was when we were walking in the hub right when we we're in the thing and i have we have this walk and talk with like a like 200 extras yeah at the design center at the, right? oh, at the yeah. design center and i stayed up all night running my dialogue and i ran the next Wednesday's dialogue and not that Wednesday's dialogue. And it was all my exposition and I'm all, if I didn't get it right, it was a, it was like a 200 person reset. And I got, I came to set and we had our rehearsals and I was like, 
when I realized what Stina was, I was like, oh my, I started like, do you remember I started crying? Elizabeth, you came up to me. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like panicking. And I was like, these are all, I don't know any of these lines at all. And they were all like exposition. Like I couldn't, what I don't, I was like, I don't know. You any mean they were like really well written. Is that what you mean by exposition? <laughs> like they were really essential is that what you mean i just wanted to clarify they were essential they were essential but the, here's the thing there were lines that you couldn't like you couldn't like casualize casualize you had to like know them and those are the ones you just have to run yeah and you're the driving force behind this whole episode with you you know kind of wanting to step outside the norm I really, I, I couldn't, I still, every single time I drive past the Pacific Design Center, I think of that day and like, oh think of how, how I, I think felt. of how unprofessional you were. Like whenever I drive by, I'm like, oh God, Chloe that day. That's like my first Or <laughs> She didn't know any of her lines. <laughs> That's not true. What's your, what's your line pro Like, so how, what's your, what's casual that you're like, you kind of get it? Like in terms of how you memorize lines, it totally depends on like obviously anything that is that it has happened like and like that we've shot a scene already like so like normal life say I'm referencing like I'm telling Colson well yeah I had a conversation I talked to Fitz and Simmons and when they said that the 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 test results came back negative and it's because of the whatever, blah, blah, blah. If I had done that scene with them before and I was there listening, it's much easier because you've like been there and you did it. So it's, it's more normal. There's um, also a psychological thing of knowing that you've run the lines or you've at least looked at them and then being in a scene where there's 200 background and every reset costs a ton of money. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just a worst nightmare when you get to set and you go, oh my God, I've learned the wrong lines. It was, I, I was hysterical. Like it was one of those moments where I had to pull, go to the trailer and I had to pull myself together. And I was like, you just have to, like, I couldn't panic. I just had to like, but I was, Clark, Clark, poor Clark, he was so sweet. He pulled me aside on many times during this episode. and was like, you got this. It's okay. This happens. Cause it was my first, I felt so unprofessional and I really, I was like, Oh no, like this is, they're gonna, I just didn't, I was like, I stayed up all night running the wrong scenes. We're so baby. You're so little. I mean, also Elizabeth, your hair is like you as a shield agent woke up really early and like did your hair like curled it did our hair know. this whole season's absolutely ridiculous i'm just gonna yeah, say I have so many hair extensions in they made a halo of extra hair oh, um, God. It's so i'm so nervous i can't even look at it i'm yes. talking these are the lines i'm talking you're so professional though you wouldn't know you wouldn't know you wouldn't. i know i just called you deeply unprofessional recently but so broke. There were a lot of runners as well because it was just all steady cam following us. So you can't even like no. They were, stop. they were like, yep, and it's just a big steady cam throughout all of these extras, and we were moving so far. Oh, it was Bobby Roth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Like oh. That was nice that it was with Clark too. Were you like, oh my god, it's with Colson? I've done this with Clark. Did you just did you just run it with him a bunch to just like flush it out real quick? 
I don't know how I said these. I think we might have even, I think Lauren, I think we might have even cut some. I could like, because it was, I had like all the hub scenes for this were on this day. So there were more with me and Colson. Yeah, there was a, it was a big day. There was like a lot of stuff to shoot this day. All of this stuff. Hey, Lauren, so I have a question for you from Tabby. It says, what did you study to end up becoming a show writer? What was your path into this? Uh, actually, my major in college was anthropology linguistics. Uh, so yeah. not screenwriting. Um, and then, yeah, I just, uh, I, I always loved writing, though. And I took a lot of writing classes in college. And then um, just kind of would read a bunch of scripts and tried to like figure out how to do that kind of format and then i started as a as an assistant at a talent agency at caa um which a lot of people do what what college with ray yeah oh right okay yeah and we did sketch comedy there so like we did some of that stuff for fun but like nothing yeah we wrote and and performed stuff i know it's crazy it's not though, because you're so funny. Yes. Is that recorded anywhere? Uh, probably. I don't know. They they did have recording devices when we were in school. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were yeah, in then- Yeah. So that's very common. Is to like start it as a PA, like on set, or as a writer's PA if you're lucky enough to be in a writer's room, or as an assistant somewhere. And then you just write a lot. I mean, I just, I didn't like hang out with a lot of people initially. I just was constantly writing in my free time and your hours are so bad as an assistant. Um, and then got an opportunity to be in these writers programs, this writers on the verge program for NBC and a CBS writers program. Um, and then from there got staffed. And so got very lucky in terms of like getting to do that at a pretty young age. Um, How and fairly old quickly. when you got staff for first staff infection cool <laughs> i get a staff infection every six <laughs> months um i don't know i think i was like i was pretty young uh somewhere in the 24 to 26 range i'd have to do the math but you so, or in all your free time i feel like that's such a good piece of advice that if you want to be a writer you just have to write all your free time and then then you're ready for that opportunity that if someone's like hey do you want to be in this writing program submit a script you don't have to go oh give me a month i'm going to go polish this one you've got it ready to go yes here's my submission yes you got to like work really hard in the job you're given and try to be as good as possible at that it's kind of annoying because our industry is really bad with paying people very well when you're an assistant so it's really hard. Um, but yeah, write as much as you can. And then when, yeah, exactly. Like what Elizabeth said, when someone gives you that opportunity, you're ready to go. And so it's like connections mixed with, and mixed with people who are like mentoring you and supporting you. And and then just you working really hard to try to get better. And then once you're on a show, you just like, you start to learn a lot more and you find great mentors in your writer's room, ideally. Um, I know I did. And then kind of go up from there. That's an interesting thing because I think a lot of people think that it's like either you just have to only write or only whatever it is, like you only write or it's it's preparation and opportunity. That's where the success comes from. Yeah. A lot of people like are either out and it's easy in LA to be so distracted by making all these connections and networks, and so, but then they're not ready and they're not prepared with what they need to show up. Yeah. I think that's like what's rare. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's tricky. <laughs> Well, it's hard because when you're an assistant, you're there's so much expected of you. And so writing's not your day job. 
So it's exhausting. It's like understandable that it's hard to like get something going, but it's tough because yeah, I've met people who like, they're so connected and yeah. everyone's yeah. waiting to give them some kind of opportunity. They want to help them. They want to read something and they just don't have anything yet mm -hmm. to give someone just partly because they've been working so hard in their day job. So mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. How did you come to shield? What was the pathway there? <clears throat> um, I had worked on a few different shows. My Honest Enemy was a show with Christian Slater and Saffron Burroughs, who's in this episode, actually. Yeah, um, sure. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, I that show got canceled, as many shows do, and then worked on Chuck for, for like three years. And so that was like action comedy elements. Um, and then worked on the show Hemlock Grove, which was a Netflix show that was a horror show. Yeah. And then after that, Rafe and I were just like developing and then this came up as an opportunity our agent called us and like we're always I was big big fan of Buffy and little did I know that like Jed and Mo would become like my my people um and and so we went and and met uh with Jed Mo and Jeff and the three of them are like the most incredible great people you guys know this um but any opportunity to share that is is great. They're just like the loveliest, funniest people. And we went in and met with them. And like, they, I think they asked us for like show idea, like pitches, which was really stressful. And it's also stressful when you're meeting with like three people who you're like, you guys are really great. And I'm working on like the first Marvel show, like I'm trying to get that job, which was, yeah. I mean, you guys as actors, right? Like, there's just so much pressure because you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to make a Marvel TV show. And yeah. no one really knew what that would be. And it was really exciting. Yeah, I mean, more stressful for you having to make it up, like create that. That's no, that's not true. You got How much pressure was put on you guys in season one? I feel like... A lot. I mean, we've heard about Chloe's breakdown during this episode. A <laughs> um, sad thing happened on my end. London to LA, come in. Um, I just brought one plug adapter with me. So I'm gonna have to unplug my Apple TV and plug in my laptop. So you guys just tell me what's going on, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. a bar right now. One moment, please. Yeah, for those who don't know, Lil is in London now. I don't think we told anyone. Oh, oh yeah, we just told ourselves. Yeah, we told ourselves. Did you quickly put up that backdrop? Or is that oh, a backdrop? <laughs> Well, we talked a lot about Elizabeth's backdrop when we were offline. There's still yeah. more to talk about. There's still more, yeah. I forgot, I forgot because we chatted a bit before and I forgot, brilliant. Oh my God, my brain. This is a tablecloth because I don't have a sparkly background here yet. So um, this is a tablecloth that I had here before. Oh, got it. Got it, of course. Well, I'm just lying on, on you guys now. I'm just focusing totally on you. This is how I like it. Yeah, I'm 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 watching a uh well this was your sky still so this is a skimming scene is are you guys on the skimming scene am I ahead our hair and makeup oh, nuts. I'm, I'm just gonna say this this look we look crazy like this is something that's crazy I can't like this, this is on air yeah of the same hey like maybe less Let's tone it down yeah. yeah but not even like it's like so like. It's just a lot. <laughs> You're very done up for being spies. Like, you I take a lot of time in the morning. I just don't know how, to, how did that even happen? 
There was one episode where I forget who made the comment and it was like how everything was branded shield for like a spy agency. It was like every yeah. cup was shield, pen was shield. Yes. Like, oh, I, love I wish it. they took more of that stuff. I know. Um, I know. Like the bottles were well basically we just need but we could also print labels, you know. Like but that. they stopped that after season one a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. I wish I took one of the I also miss the like the level of luxury we were living because the reality is, is like, yes, we're all, we're still the acting, doing these like scenes, but the, but we are, it is nice to act in a nice area. You know what I mean? So we're like acting on this like amazing, gorgeous plane. Oh, and yeah. then by like season five, we're like in dirty, dirty hallways. And my mom like caught up on season. She's like, it's just so, she's like, I just feel bad for the characters. Cause you guys are just in those dark hallways all day. <laughs> Mom, no, we were in there no. just as long as they were, like longer than that, actually. Like that was us just in those dark, dark hallways for like a year. <laughs> it's crazy. See, I left after season three because I only like luxurious environments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were like, oh, the plane, the, they're blowing up the plane. Got it. No. So yeah, we, I was like, oh, I'm not. Actually, we blew up the plane in this season. Yeah, season episode two, didn't we? And then we yeah. got it. Yes, yes, we did. Well, then we just yes. did it. It was very early. <laughs> well, the reason I got you on Clovel, um, or like, you know, it's like, hey, hey, super busy day, do you want to come on? Um, is because this feels like it's the birth of skimmers. I know. We're going on a mission together for the first time. It really, really is. That was really fun. I'm, I'm, there's a scene happening right now, which is one that I, they're using a lot. Oh, I can't even look at myself. Um, I know this was the first, it's me, me and Clark saying something. I can't hear it. Let me just play it. He just walked away and my makeup is really bad. Oh, oh you just came up. Colson's acting like a robot version of himself right now. Was that like deep, deep foreshadowing? Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. Elizabeth, it's us. Oh, look. Is this the bad girl shenanigans thing? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That's on a lot of mugs and t-shirts. It is? What do you call your bad girl shenanigans? I need to get one of those. Yes, babe, I remember. Because wasn't it this scene too? Huh? Sorry. That was a surprise. The There's light. like a parade happening right outside of my house, if you're hearing. Can you hear all that? No, uh, a parade? How fun! Like, I'm not sure if it's a good one, you know? I think there's like a lot happening. I'm not sure then. But, okay. Can't hear anything. I can't hear it. Chloe, is there, a, is there, this is, I'm getting a bunch of people asking this. Is there a scene that sticks out to you? I guess this episode, but I think they're probably also talking the entire series. One scene where you're like, that was the money scene. That stands out. I loved it. Oh my god, I have so many answers for you if you don't have them. Maybe Lil should answer it for Chloe and Chloe should answer it for Lil or something. Ooh, I like that. Well, I don't like anything. Like, I don't, like, watching is very difficult for me. I'm having a hard time just, like, watching it. I don't love, I can, I can speak on experiences, but, like, final product, no. Oh, <laughs> I have a lot for Elizabeth. Well, then let me twist it. Yeah, what, Chloe, do you have one where you're just like, wow, Lil killed it, and Lil, do you have one that's like, Chloe just killed that? Can I go first, because I have so many. <sighs> sure. In this, in this episode, 
with you, me, and Sitwa when you're on the other side of that door. That was, I think, one of the funniest days of my life. Number one, because you were so I don't remember it. <laughs> I was so <laughs> they were like you guys you'll be fine to get your wisdom because i had already pushed my wisdom teeth and i was in a lot of pain so i needed to get them out and so i pushed them and this was like well, a another little... time we have no break no. no. and at this point we were all working five days a week all every day so i had already pushed it and i finally like locked it in and they're like okay so i can get it done on a friday and i'm back to work on a monday so I, ha I have like two days to like recover from like having my face completely just like ripped up. And I was only supposed to get two taken out and they took out four. So <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, we had to take out all four. And, and yeah, so that scene where we haven't, it hasn't aired yet where we haven't, is I was on, who knows what, I, what kind of cocktail of like. Because we clearly don't remember, but we had to like, Lauren, you might remember. You were like in that little corner by the door, right? Like hiding back. We had to guide you, like one person on each arm, guiding you into that corner. And I feel like they wanted you like away from the door a little bit. And then in the end, people were just like, okay, just just leave against it, like just in that corner. And you <laughs> I do think some of the blocking was done because of your inability to do more than stand in one place. We're like, all right, we'll just, you know, uh, she's fine. Like, this doesn't look like she's leaning too much. That was a very fun day for me. I remember all of us just laughing. I don't, I, it was definitely at my expense. I remember, like, the, them having door. Every time, what people don't appreciate and real, really realize is any time on S.H.I.E.L.D. that you see a door automatically opening, that is 100% two people having to coordinate when to automatically open. You would think that this would be... You would just think this would be something that's easier because we're doing <laughs> crazy things. The, those, the door automatically opening things are probably, probably cost production like millions of dollars total of how much time it takes to coordinate us walking through a door that effortlessly opens, which is, or if it's purposely closing, that was a whole thing, I remember. Oh, this is, okay. That's the beginning of it. Our, this is our timid Simmons really breaking out the big guns. Yes. I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but this is also like, I love this scene so much. It made me laugh so much on set and everyone was laughing. And it's also like, we got to show you guys doing something funny and comedic and like kind of started to play with the tone uh, of the show. This really planted the seed for Planet Kitson. You know? uh, yeah. And I do feel like we deserved more of these. You know what I mean? I think is it was there only maybe two? Of just us two going on a mission? Well, we did have all of season four, didn't we? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's not true at all. Yeah, we did a lot. Or six. Serious. I was so moody and it was like the you know, emo Scott or emo Daisy. Yeah. Oh sick. No, then we did uh Destroy of Worlds, Space. Yeah. The we did get to touch base as skimmins every season at least. This was the first what was what was your name once you were Daisy Dimmons? It was always Skimmons. We never yeah, changed Skimmons. It. You have yeah. to keep Skimmons because the yeah. D, that Daisy thing really threw us. It did. And I remember being like, there's no way. How are they going to just change my character's name? Like everything is Sky, everything. And then it just happened. Very. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did yeah. you, we which you like, relate to more? Like, which do you 
do do they feel like separate people to you sky and daisy definitely i mean they they no and then yeah and each each season there it was she was so like yeah. different that it just felt they all felt different uh, we had in the writer's room uh when we changed your name from sky to daisy like a swear jar equivalent where mm -hmm. any anytime we said sky instead of daisy we had to put i think we had to put like a dollar in which i still to this day i'm like that's absurd that's an absurd amount of money yeah for how much we talk about characters names it had sky on it and then daisy's on it it was like a tissue box i remember seeing this you guys took it very seriously and i was like who made this and took the time to do that <laughs> well monica her first her she had the first episode i think that season where you were you were daisy or she we were breaking her episode right when we decided to do the swear jar thing and she had to pitch it all the time so she constantly was accidentally saying sky and she threw down a lot of money she was she so upset. monica's money it was, yeah, really it was it was very funny for us not yeah. for her yeah this episode lauren like how did you was did you guys say we we want it what <laughs> did you guys, how did you choose to write this one you and me oh we don't choose them that's oh, just jeff yeah. jed and mo tell us which ones we're gonna write but like they usually it's just kind of this is episode seven and so we're gonna have you guys do it not always because we know what the story is gonna be i mean season one is when we started splitting rooms up too so we broke six and seven with paul rafe and me did both those episodes and then like there was another group who did five and eight. I don't know how that happened, how we ended up splitting them that way. Um, but that was like Monica, Brent and Shalisha were over there and then Jed, Mo and Jeff would kind of go in between rooms. So we ended up doing that quite a bit. We always had two rooms running on Shield, at least when I was there because we just, we had so many episodes um, yeah. to break. Yeah, Paul was on last week and he gave you a big shout out saying that you I mean so so um great to break story with. I love Paul Z. He knows I, I love him. Go to your room too. I remember this and I always used to peek in your guys' room. Do you remember I like do you remember this when Elizabeth raided your and Rafe's office? Yes, I do. And you left us a lot of weird post-it notes. Yeah. So we did. It worked right having a writing partner running for people that don't know that you know like a writer's room is is filled with different writers right and usually each person writes an episode but then can you explain how it is to be in in a pair so it kind of depends on the pair like everyone does it differently and i always ask other writers writing teams like how they did it at this point we had been writing together for so long we just would split scripts and swap and kind of like go through and maybe edit stuff of the other persons but we were very independent but i know some teams sit side by side and write i mean jed and mo are a team i don't know how um how they would do it i think they kind of would like split scenes and stuff too and like split responsibilities for them when you're show running i mean it's so helpful to have other people helping you because it's such a crazy job um but yeah so it kind of just depends on like the team and the way that they do stuff and their vibe. I mean, it was really fun seeing, like working for Marissa and Jed who are a married couple, they still are. <laughs> um, and they're like so in love with each other, which, cause you know, it's scary. You're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna work for yeah. a married couple. Like that could be bad, I don't know. Yeah. They just were like, 
they're just so they're also the best people ever but like deeply in love with each other and it's very fun to go to work every oh, day with two people who are like real into each other they're so <laughs> lauren do you like being on set or do you like being in the writer's room if if elizabeth and chloe are there i don't like being on set. <laughs> they're just really difficult people um no i really like being on set i i like both they're different kinds of experiences different you use your brain differently yeah i loved having you on set i really missed oh, you. so good it just I feels miss you guys. yeah one of our last episodes that i i remember because it was a very difficult one was season three when hive was in my body and do you remember when we were shooting outside and what happened like and we were it was super bright and there was like oh. we shot next to a gun range location yes and, and a preschool were yes. in and under an airport do you remember this <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> the worst combination of sounds like it was hands in the middle of an emotional scene it was an, an emotional scene that was difficult for both of us to wrap our head around because i was like we the idea of hive like being in me wasn't as flushed out i think as both of us would have liked it to be if that makes sense because we were both <laughs> like the logistics of this are what and we were both trying to figure it out but every four it was like by far the most the craziest sound situation that we've ever for most for people who don't know like you know we're miked and we like every time you see us on camera we have a hidden mic somewhere and then every t also there's a boom so like they they do a lot to make sure that the quality of sound is really important but like if the, if you're outside shooting you're gonna always have to like re-record like adr which is you don't want to have to adr because especially in an emotional scene it's hard to kind of put yourself back in that place and get your voice to match and you can kind of like tell so like i do as much as i can i hate doing adr i hate I hate when it takes you out of it, blah, blah, blah. But this was like, Keith, I think, was like about to kill somebody. <laughs> was was that? I wouldn't, what happened in it? I bet you someone could tell us the number. It was, uh, God, it, was I should uh, it was when I was with Hive. I met Hive at a meeting place outside. I was wearing a red sweater. Um, yeah, what else? Jacket. It was the end of, it was, it was when like I went rogue because Hive was like manipulating my brain and I tried to kill Mac. Was that the May-centric episode? I should know this, you guys. It's been a while. You wrote me. it because you were there. I know, but it's been a long time. 317 or 317. Anyway, that's. What was the name of that one? Oh, are people saying? I so sad. I'm not. The Singularity, 317. Yes. Oh, yes. Wait, this is when... I think I started crying during that scene. Fitz and Simmons did the dirty in this episode. Oh, and, uh, wiped it from my memory. Sorry, Fitz and Simmons. That was the first time they 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 yeah. made love. They made that sandwich. <laughs> they That was the sandwich incident. We yeah. should have called that one the sandwich incident. Yeah, that's gross. Um, happening yeah. right now on screen. <laughs> uh, that location was the worst location ever. When they scouted it, they evidently no one was shooting guns.
because it was near a police range and no one their school wasn't in and it's crazy that the overlap was so drastic it was so loud um that was crazy that i think that was like that was my last memory of you like really working with you on set but i feel like that wasn't your last episode uh it could have been i think it maybe was wow yeah, i think oh. it was i I'm remember being frustrated on set was like the your most terrible day but like i was i remember being like and it's lauren's episode like i hate that i'm like so annoyed like that it was distracting me from just getting to like hang out with you on set because i really looked forward to you being on set yeah. we did do oh. face swapping though i remember we did some, yeah. that was like, when face swaps were big in photos we did like a lot oh my god i remember all of those so many face swaps why yeah. did you do abr for the scene in this when you had your because I feel like you still had the uh, gauze in your teeth, right? For the the sit well shooting and simon scene. Did you ADR that? Must I, I think I had to ADR like all of this. This is one of the, right now, I think I pod, this is me and Colson yelling at each other about what, and this is again, the same day of all the dialogue where I didn't know any of it. Um, this was the last scene of the day. So I was ready to be like on, just getting, getting the fuck out. I don't remember if this was, pre or post because my face oh this was pre so i feel like one of the baby face was the was the sit well thing because all of a sudden you were just like <laughs> different person. you guys feel like this is when you two really bonded when did you guys start really like realizing you were in love with each other oh. and you were each other's people i think it took a i i don't know elizabeth what, what's your answer well, I always felt comfortable with you because we'd met before. So I felt like you were kind of my, my like known rock, you know, but yeah. I was also just so scared for the first, up until episode six, once episode six happened, I was less, I felt so much more comfortable. So I feel like this episode with you, Chloe, I feel like we just, I felt like this was the first episode I really had fun. I still felt like I was so scared this whole, like the whole season, you're just moving so fast. And I was, there's so, there's so much pressure. Every level of the show was getting so much pressure. You too, because you were like, you know, the lead with Clark and Ian and I were more kind of blah, 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 blah in the background. So I feel like Probably when I got like meaty scenes, it felt like, okay, brilliant. I've got so much time to prepare. Whereas you would have, you know, a night to look at them because you had a bazillion scenes that the day before. Like, I do feel like there was more pressure on you. I feel like I had like a year long anxiety attack during the entire first season and then maybe also second season. So I don't even know, like I lost, like I didn't talk to anyone outside of the show. Like you just can't, you like you, I would fall asleep with lines on my face because I was like running them still on the, like, and then I'd wake up and it would be like, get to the Zephyr was like on my face. Like, <laughs> it was like, so just like trying to keep up. What, so would you say, oh, what would you say, like for somebody that's going through a super stressful time, whether that's trying to act or when you get the job or just like in daily, when you just feel like the workload is massive, what helped you through yeah. that season? Oh, I don't even, no. You think it, it was really is, you think I, I 
I think, think I helped you. But by the way, you joke, but I really looked forward to you on set and I really yeah. felt very like, uh, it definitely is my instinct, I think coming from my upbringing was not to like go like to like fall into female friends. And it was interesting how much that's what you needed. Cause a lot of it is being a young woman in a workplace. There's a lot of extra pressure on young women particularly. And so I think, uh, it was, it was just like one step at a time because there's so many things. And then also acknowledging that the pressure from immediately above is getting pressure from people above and like everyone just trying their best. And I, you know, just trying to not take everything to, you know, it was just a different time. The industry was a different time. Everything was pretty different back then. So, it, yeah. and yeah. So talking about bonding moments, though, I do feel there was a great bonding moment when everyone got back from Comic-Con and you were leaving the parking lot, Chloe, and the arm just kept hitting the roof of your car on, <laughs> the, on the gates leaving. I think that was. I have two iconic like like Zach and Lil moments. Like I have two in my mind that really stick out. Um, one's exactly an hour, 45 minutes, and one is. <laughs> Where like Zach and Lil saw me, Lil was, you guys were just so great for me. Just anyway, in general, when we came back from Comic-Con the first time, <laughs> so we were all the first time, like the last time we all took this crazy bus. Everyone's talking, we've talked about this and we come back and we have to like, we come back after like the longest weekend. We're like all hungover. And I have this like really old, like Prius that's like, scratched and like door like one light doesn't work in the front and one in the back doesn't work like i like got pulled over all the time everything was like and um so we had to pick up our cars on the lot and then basically drive back home and then be back at work at like five in the morning the next day and i was pulling out me we backed out at the same time and you guys were like oh go ahead so you guys let me go and to get off the lot there's the like thing and i don't know what happened well because I think Ming was in front of you and you saw the barrier go up and you're like, I'm just going to go for it. Can't be bothered to swipe my card or, you know, because you always- I thought they were holding it open for everyone because usually oh. the, the member, the person was always there and they like to hold it open. So I thought there's no way because there's like a line of cars that they're going to just make us all do this. They all just saw us come in. Get our on the lot. Yeah. yeah. And we're the only show like shooting on the lot. Yeah. <laughs> we also, it's also Sunday and we're leaving like so I thought that they were just gonna so instead of so I was like doo, 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 and I see it open and I was like oh, okay great and I just keep going and then it just goes like onto <laughs> my car oh my god <laughs> such a good moment and I was like oh. and it just like hit the out of my car but Elizabeth and Zach are behind me and so I kind of got out and I was like oh, <laughs> And I look behind them and they're just crying with laughter. And it was so, so it funny. So funny. But my prized possession so later that night at like one in the morning, I got a text from Zach and Elizabeth. And it was. Oh my God, <laughs> I forgot. It was Elizabeth crawling on the ground and she's my car. And then Zach, by the way, I don't know how you guys had a pool noodle. But Zach had a pool noodle and was going, and she was like, Elizabeth's like, oh, I'm just going to leave the lot now. And then Zach just goes like this and just hits her on the back with a thing. And they reenacted the whole thing with We really burned it. For years, please. <clears throat> for years, for years, for years. That was one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite moments of the whole show. <laughs> you guys are such supportive friends. 
this was what how it was is the episode still going yeah i think it's, and, I think it's at the Ian end or like ian and brett like uh warden fitz had a little bromance in this and then oh, yeah. Jim had a bromance although warden fitz never had that and like a ship name uh Not as good as chemistry as we did sorry sorry yeah. about like... um <laughs> we could start one I mean, you know, he then he turns Ward's like not a great guy, but this didn't help inform future stuff when Ward turned and like Fitz felt so betrayed by him. Yeah, it was like this was their little bro moment. Yeah, you. This is actually a pretty interesting. Like, it looks cool. Like, there's a lot of. Oh, this is a good fight. I think I'm a little behind. Brett is so good at fighting. I think is this the one. Is this the location in like, there's one location that we've used a lot. With where you have to wear the helmets. Oh, it's yes. in San Pedro. I think this was in yes. San Pedro. There's a couple yeah. places where we are like, how have people not noticed this is the same place <laughs> as Russia? Like, <laughs> it's, you know. it's so big. It's like a really big location. It's huge. And it's really huge. And there's yeah. a lot of like weird, creepy places. And it sounds like when you guys started working in dark hallways, this was like a go-to locale. Well, yeah. for some reason then for our, our hallways, we were like, let's just use four of the same hallways on stage 16. And yeah. it'll just be us walking. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing with shooting in hallways on set is you can just go till two o'clock in the morning if you want to, whereas at least if you're driving to San Pedro, you've got to be out by seven because yeah. the light goes. So you just spend extra time. Wow, the Zephyr just does look like a plane is landing. It's oh, really impressive. I know. Uh, well done, yeah. Laura. When Flaubert was talking about the pressure of season one, and there was so much pressure on it, like we felt it as actors. But when, how do you, how do you be creative under those? circumstances when you're getting a ton of notes from like your bosses and then their bosses and that like it was so many executives I feel like were around and you know potentially rightly so because it was such a huge IP but like how do you in a room still try and be like fun and creative and under it's, that? You have to be so flexible um I mean it's like improv you know in that way like the and that's what a lot of people say about writers rooms the yes and quality rather than saying no and like stopping things right when you're getting going like you have to have that mentality it helps mm -hmm. greatly when you're surrounded by lovely people which our staff was always amazing like all all of the seasons of shield staff like just a great group of really funny lovely kind people but we had a lot of late nights and we were worked every weekend on season one because it was like one week we get you know from someone up high being like we don't want any comedy. We would like this next episode to be very dramatic. And we're like, uh, okay. And then we would do something like that. And then they'd be like, that was not funny at all. And we need this to be like, just way funnier, like brighter, whatever. And we're like, okay, great, great, great. And was it was it a lot of like- Telling you no each time or was it- I think they did a lot of testing. I don't know. I can't, it was, I don't know. You know, it was like, there is a, there's a problem when you've got too many cooks in the kitchen um and it was definitely kind of that feeling and then you know there was also this kind of like we want to be a marvel show we want to be serialized that's what we all love about marvel mm -hmm. and initially 
I think there's this mentality and it's kind of old school. It doesn't exist as much anymore, which is great. But it's this idea of like those first few episodes, people need to be able to pick up and watch them wherever. Like they don't need to know any of the characters. They just come in and they just see a mission of the week. They're in and they're out and then they're going to stick with it. But the thing that we always said and stood by is that you have to fall in love with these characters. You have to care about them. You don't always have to like them, but you just have to like want to see what they're up to. And so at least we started to serialize all the character stuff. And that's what's so exciting as we got deeper into season one and then moving forward is just creating interesting character moments. Like it was fun to see Simmons and Sky together. You guys hadn't been paired together yet. It was fun to put Ward and Fitz together. And then you start to understand more about who these characters are in when they're in different situations with these other characters that they're not commonly with. And so that's the stuff that was super fun. And then, you know, also the best thing about TV is that especially S.H.I.E.L.D. is like one of the few shows now that's going to have run for so long. Like you just love these people. Like they're in your home every week. And but and it it's so meaningful when you see where you all start and then to know where you end up. Like that's kind of the most joyous thing. Um, mm. So yeah, I don't know. We just kind of, we made each other laugh a lot despite our long hours and despite kind of the crazy notes we'd get. And we also all just really believed in the show we were making. We're like, let's, we're making something really special. You know, just like give us a little bit of room and it'll be great. Mm. Yeah, that's so nice that it's a, such a team, like if you think of it in a team way, because I think that's what makes the best cast as well. And I think that's a lot of the reason we were on air so long is that the right, like all you guys creating the show was really nice. And it's not to say you never have disagreements, but it's all friendly in a good, positive way. And as a cast, we got on really well. And so it just helps to, you know, like we were just texting the other day about how how many funny moments we had on set and mm. it's like you don't you know that that makes it it's so weird the other day I was like I just had to get out of my house it's you know just just I just was like I'm gonna go for a drive and just put on like a music I'm gonna go for a drive and I just I blinked and I was at Culver it was so weird I just like drove there I was like not paying attention at all I took my old school route I drove there and I was like I'm just and like what just saying like that's where we shot that's, yeah, that's Culver's where the Culver Studios and I was like oh my god and I got emotional I was like this is so weird that this was like I hadn't done that since we had wrapped and it was like sunset and it was oh, by the way like all still there don't know who was telling us that we had to be at whatever but um it was very 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 weird that my instinct was to just drive there and I clearly like it's been yeah. such crazy year and so much is happening and yeah. I was like I you know those long long hours that's still going to be such a part of like yeah. just, I'm like I was sitting there and like people were walking by and I wanted to be like you have no idea what this location means to me <laughs> have a good night sir that dog's nice like I just wanted to be like you guys this is crazy the memories that is happening right now I wish you would notice that this is like such a big deal for me right now that I'm sitting here <laughs> Well, it's such a family. I mean, like, it was just, I. it's hard when you try to explain it to other people, but it's such a warm set. It's such a, like, warm writer's room, like, and it was so unique now, too, to have the writers and the actors, like, we were all together. Like, yeah. you could just walk into each other's offices. It's just so rare yeah. right now um, these days to, to have that. I think we might have been one of the last shows to really have that kind of connection. 
but it's yeah. like I mean even after I left the show I'd come back and go to like go to all writers parties I'd go went to like rap parties I just like love everybody on shield yeah. well thank god we're doing live watch longs every week you can relive the nostalgia on YouTube on Sundays I'm gonna let um I maybe we just have time for one question from the chat um look. because I feel like it uh i have a lot to speak to you guys about oh oh what oh off off i'm in the zoom <gasps> hello can we hi 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 i'm good hi everyone um i wasn't expecting to get in so i don't really have a question well hey girl welcome to the party <laughs> hey I just want to say, Chloe, I'm so um, a fan of what you're doing right now. I just, as an Asian American, it makes me feel oh. really proud. And I'm so happy I'm supporting you all the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. That means a lot. And I'm so glad that we're creating a space that you feel seen by. That's, that's exactly why we're doing it. Thank you. That means so much. Yeah. And just like S.H.I.E.L.D. has always been a favorite of mine. And seeing you and Ming and Elena... Um, just like strong, powerful women. It's just really, really, really awesome. And just to see you in like your real lives also being those amazing women, especially Elizabeth and like conquering your anxieties. I just feel really like great. And I feel good that I have role models like you guys that like in, even in your real life, you're doing such great work. Oh. oh gosh, I can't think of a better way to end this live. Thank you for saying that. And um. I was so excited about this week to have Chloe and Lauren on because, you know, what you're saying, Krishna, comes from people like Lauren in the writer's room as actor. Like now Chloe is doing, you know, is on the front line and creating these messages that are so important for the community. But as actors, we really rely on people like Lauren creating shows, writing scripts, it being thoughtful and real and you know, just authentic. And I think um, a lot of what you're saying of why you maybe were inspired by our characters as well as clothes and uh, organization is because of people like Lauren. So Lauren, you're flipping amazing. We love you so much. I feel like this has been- such you guys, oh, you're the, like you too. I mean, honestly, everybody, I love you guys very much. And uh, yeah, it's always also just to say a privilege to write for two amazing actors like yourselves. It's such a privilege. Ugh. And thank you, Zach, for supporting women everywhere. <laughs> Zach, thank you. Thank you, Zach, for that amazing thank jacket you, and like the shoulder pads. Like, the oh, those, there's no pads. This is um, <laughs> oh, wow. all short, all short Are there any burning questions from the chat, or shall, we, shall I let everyone into the Zoom to wave goodbye? Oh, Which any more? From, that's my job. That's <laughs> uh, there's really nothing. I think that's we too is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just so mesmerized by all the love going on here that I just, you know. I feel like listen, representation matters behind the screen. <laughs> taking it everywhere. That's what we're here for. And this is like such a true, this is so, this is what we're doing. This is what, what changes the world. So Yeah, and people like Zach that support yes. like other strong women. We need all of it. Everyone yes. be like Zach. Yeah, and, and we need Elizabeth's backgrounds. I think we should do a giveaway on that background, babe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Krishna, I'm so happy 
I picked you. I'm so happy you came on. What an amazing way to end it. Thank you, Clobel. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Zach. I'm going to let the 100 people in now in the waiting room because that's my max. And then we just wave and it'll be chaotic. And then... Yay. Ready? I'm going to let them in now. That's it. Oh. Yay, here they come. I got Oh my god. Yay! Oh, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Um that was so brilliant. I mean, <laughs> technically a lot of things on my end didn't go quite correctly. It turned out I only brought one plug adapter so I couldn't have my Apple TV plugged in at the same time as my laptop and what I probably should have done is put the episode on my laptop but I didn't I thought it would be great just to watch it on the actual TV and um it meant I had to choose between my laptop or the Apple TV and um I chose my laptop because otherwise the show would not go on Oh, thank you so much to Chloe Bennett, the amazing Chloe Bennett, and the incredible Lauren LaFranc. I mean, they're both just such brilliant human beings and have been such supporters and really uh, walk the walk in terms of supporting colleagues and other people. And it's interesting because a lot of, oh, I, f- I feel like it irritates me when I say it's interesting because that should be for you to decide. But something I find interesting is because this show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., ran for so long, it allowed people to come in as a new person, and not Lauren, but like certainly Chloe and I were kind of newer in the acting game, and it allowed for this journey for us to experience a bunch of stuff that coming out of the show, we're then able to give advice to other people and help out people that might be, you know, where we were five years ago. And certainly Chloe does that for sure, and she still... I mean, still helps me a ton in a lot of different advice and connections and things. And then Lauren just really, you know, she was the showrunner on Impulse and the amount of people that she was able to give their first shots to and support up and coming talent and what she will go on to do with shows that she doesn't do with. Sh- oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's now nine minutes past midnight. And um, it's probably time for me to go my little jet lagged booty in bed. But I hope that all came across that just these are women on the Zoom today on the live that I think you will have just listened to are the real deal. And I'm so happy that they were on today because this episode for me was the genesis of Skimmons. And it just, you know, we were in the field for the first time and it was so funny. And I just remember and I mentioned it on the live but it was the first episode that I truly let go and just had fun and I think on 106 it was my chance to prove to myself honestly that I could do this and I deserve to be here with having quite emotional scenes to do and then like quite dramatic sad you know complicated scenes and then for this episode to come straight after where it was so much comedy and and I got paired with Clobel, and it was just... Oh, I call Chloe Bennett Clobel, in case... <laughs> I don't know if I needed to explain that, but there you go. To be paired with her, and just for it to be such a funny scene, and it, this just felt like 
a new stage of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this episode because we had the different pairings, as Lauren was saying. You had Ward and Fitz going off on a mission and we kind of get more treats about what's happening with Coulson and why he's feeling like he is and, you know, the relationship with Philinda, Phil Coulson and Melinda May. It just feels like there was... It felt like the first five episodes were kind of setting up the team and who these characters were and who they were kind of individually and what roles they played in the team that they thought they were going to play and then now forward season seven onwards it feels like oh as lauren was talking about these are people that they're multifaceted and they are sometimes like this and sometimes like that and nobody's just a caricature of of their stereotype and you can only really do that after having a certain amount of time with these characters because you don't want to complicate it. You kind of have to meet them as they would meet each other and, you know, not share too much. And then as the group of agents get to know each other more, we as the audience then get to know them more too. And I just hope any of that made sense. But this felt like a special episode to me. I'll probably say that every week. But I was so glad to have Chloe and Lauren on there because... They're just brilliant people and I think they are, well, I know they're an inspiration to me and so I hope that you guys found that inspiring. That was really interesting. Again, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Lauren's journey and how she did a degree that seemingly was disconnected to the industry. I think a big takeaway is improv and comedy improv. I think it's something that everybody should do regardless of what you're going to go into. It really helps you think on your feet and um, helps you just kind of surrender to whatever idea comes in. It's a very positive way of doing things. When Lauren was saying about how a writer's room is kind of similar kind of rules as improv and the yes and, that if someone comes up with a suggestion, you say yes and, and you add to the idea, but you could never say no to an idea. And that's kind of a, a law of improv, which I think is wonderful to do in life. I think sometimes we're too quick to go, oh, no because it's not 100% right, but there might be a little idea in there that's good. So you go, yes, and maybe we could do it like this, or maybe we could try that. And I thought that was such a cool thing to say, and I'm really going to think about that. Just as I move through my working week, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for the reviews. You just make me, just my heart sings and swells when I read. There was a lot about, you know, this being helpful in whether you want to work in the industry or not and I just I hope this is inspiring I find these people so inspiring and I just feel so lucky to be able to have this platform and know these people and be able to introduce you to some of them and just I love them and I just I feel like you will too so how brilliant wow what a huge day what a great episode I oh my gosh his Oh, it's Chloe Bennett! <laughs> Babe, hello! I'm just doing the outro for the podcast oh. version. <laughs> Am I on? Hello! You're on, hello! Can I call you in two minutes? Yes, yes. Is, am I being recorded for the podcast? So, because I want to say hi. Yes, after we do live together, I do like to call her and just talk to her again. <laughs> Never enough. Never enough. Okay, talk to you in a sec. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, bye. Gosh, I feel like it's really good luck when um, somebody calls me on FaceTime in these tros. You'd think I'd learn to silence my 
But it comes through in my computer, which my mic is plugged into. So there must be a way to silence my computer. But I worry that would then silence my microphone. So what's a girl to do, hey? Okay, I'm going to go FaceTime Chloe Bennett and then try to sleep. <laughs> ah, gosh, I'm buzzing. I knew I would be. Oh, dear. Okay, well, this is the first episode recorded from London. I hope that the sound is okay. I wonder, it feels kind of quiet, but it is midnight, so maybe, maybe that's why. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 107 The Hub. I've been Elizabeth Henstridge. You've been amazing. I love you. I'll see you. Oh, next week. This is the first time I can correctly say that. I'll, well, except I won't see you, so it wasn't 100% correct. I'll... You'll hear me next week. (laughs) Okay, time for bed.